Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Salute Me When You See Me, a.k.a. The Sergeant of Staying at Home, a.k.a. The One True King of the South, <laughs> a.k.a. A.K.A. Smoother the silk pillows, but get nastier to Cincinnati pool parties. You heard me. Oh, um, my God. Oh, yeah, we're going to touch on that later. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. that bundled up badass. Actually, I'm going to be braided up badass because this weave got to go. I'm hot. I'm, ho- I'm hot, y'all. A.k.a. your professor, Finesser. A.k.a. Finesse Huxtable. A.k.a. that little baby. Who just got broken up with? <laughs> Calvin, how you doing, friend? Clearly better than you. Clearly better than you right now. Like, clear, it doesn't clear, take you, a lot. You got some things on your chest. You want? You sound, it sounds like you want to get off. You okay, friend? You okay? Is this a safe space? It, well, for me and you, yes, but for everyone else, probably not. The internet is to, not a safe space. I'm, we'll touch on that later, too. I need to be vulnerable for a second, guys, because my little feelings are hurt. Aww. Aww, punkin. My little feel like, my feelings are so hurt. And I'm trying to, like, be cool about it, but there's no real way to, like, be cool about having your feelings hurt. Like, it is just is what it is. You got to feel that shit, my nigga, and you got to move through it. But, all right, let me paint the picture. So... On Juneteenth weekend, I actually ended up meeting this guy. Um, he's really, really, really cute, successful. You know what I'm saying? Chocolate black man. He's, I, I feel like because I dated one white man, y'all going to continue to ask me what the sex is of the men that I date from here on out. You and mean, I'm like, you mean the race? You I mean, mean the, the race, race of, of the men. My bad. The race of the man that I'm talking well, well, to. Well, we have to, well, we have to kind of establish, was that, an aberration, was that an aberration or was that your new normal? And either way it goes, I mean, that's fine. Just one will get you a lot more jokes. It is what it is. So, you know. I mean, and fair enough. But, like, you know, in true Alex fashion, everything, everything isn't as great as it seems, okay? So, everything is going great. Now, mind you, not that I, I don't know how to pretty much like describe or like even, I don't know, like disclose my sexuality. Not that I think that my sexuality is something that I need to disclose, but like if this was a bisexual man, I would want him to disclose his sexual status to me, obviously, right? And, and, and that's, I why I disagree, that's why I disagree with you on that, because I do, because I, I believe that if you want somebody to love you or like you or whatever, they got to love you for who you are, who you are authentically. And your sexuality is part of who you are authentically. And so you, right. you don't want to, we don't want to move in a space where this person think, you know, likes you and then they find out that, hey, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I eat a little, a little pussy on the side or I like, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm bisexual, you know, like, or barsexual or whatever, or wherever on the spectrum that someone may lie. And then, you know, that person goes like, ew, nigga, that's gross. And then you just wasted like months of your life. Ew, nigga, that's to- gay. <laughs> ew, that's gay, nigga. <laughs> on, on, some, on some Riley shit from the Boondocks. That's why I think, you know, yes, you, no one should be right. able to judge you off your sexuality, but it's important for someone that you like to kind of know who you are because you want them to accept you fully and wholly okay. for who you are. Okay, so boom. All right. Talking to this guy, and mind you, I pretty much, like, I did, to, and long story short, I did tell him that I was, you know, bisexual. It disclosed to him my sexual orientation. He knew since day one. His first thing out of his mouth was, oh, so you eat pussy. Like, that's the majority of the reaction. Like, oh, okay, so you eat pussy from time to time. And then, of course, the threesome questions come along, and we move, we, we roll right past those, right? Right. I'm thinking I'm being responsible, okay? So we're talking. Earlier last week, um, he, this man had asked me, like, about exclusivity and, like, really moving into, like, just dating each other because he's the type. He doesn't want to date around. He doesn't date a bunch of women. If he's dating one girl, he's just dating her. Respect it. Completely. Right? And he's just like, you know. It's boring. It's green boring. We hate it here. But but who the fuck am I? Right? So I was just like, okay. like, And I told him, I said, when you're ready to have a conversation about exclusivity, we will. I left it there. So we're on FaceTime. Not FaceTime. Excuse me. We're talking. And we're on the phone, like, maybe two days ago. And he was just like, I think I'm ready for you to, like, drop your niggas now. Like, I think I'm ready for you to just see me. And I'm like, what makes you so sure you're ready? So we go back and forth on the conversation. And, like, nothing was, no conclusions, no, nothing was made. I am still a single woman. I need to make that clear, right? So then today's conversation, right? He's rambling on and on and on about wanting a relationship and his expectation for his relationship and what he can what he can Random and cannot take question how I'm old listening. is this how old is this nigga he is 36 oh that makes a whole all the sense in the world like i like I'm, i wish sense. you would, i wish you would have told me that in our pre in our pre-production conversation because that made all the sense in the world this because let's put it like this niggas He's also for, have he a, wants to get a biological married. clock yeah he wants to he wants to get married he wants he wants to have that whole family shit and because again see women have a biological clock niggas have a i don't want to be the old nigga in the club clock and no women it, have that too it's just a little more thing, socially acceptable for women but yeah, to be old it's, in it's, the club it's socially it's, it's, we have a term for the sexy old woman called a cougar but the old niggas just called a creep so it's very different as far as like the sex, the socially acceptable like old, older person, you know, in the dating scene. If you're an old and woman doing it, that. you're a cougar. You're an old dick. You're a creep. So like men have that clock of like I don't want to be the old nigga in the club. He is very right. fastly approaching old nigga in the club status. Continue. Right. So boo, mind you, we've both been divorced. So he, we we have a lot a lot in common when it comes to this kind of stuff. So he's talking to me randomly, like random, ranting and rambling on about like what he sees in a wife. And he was just like, you know, and you're gay. And I don't know if I can like really get down with that lifestyle. And I said, whoa. I said a month ago. 
a month ago, did you not know I was gay? Like, is this a surprise to you? Because I don't, I, I, I distinctly you supposed to, You're I, supposed to be able to turn that shit off, my nigga. You're supposed to be able to turn the gay off. Bro, is if there a so- switch in my back? If Soulja Boy can turn his swag on, why can't you turn your gay off? Answer that. Hmm? Mm. Mm. <laughs> apparently because i can't turn my gay off it's a problem for him and so he was just like i mean you were out here doing x y and z with your husband and your you and your husband had an open relationship and i don't know how you go, can go from having an open relationship to having one that's completely closed i'm not entertaining that shit at all and i was just like because i respect boundaries he really and was I trying said, to say, he was like, he was like, I'm sucking dick for money. <laughs> That's like, I was eating pussy for play. Like, I really, the other part about it was, was like, in the middle of this conversation, he was like, well, help me trust that you can, like, maintain this kind of relationship because I don't know what, like, hold on, I'm about to read it verbatim. I'm about to read this text verbatim. He was just like, well, he's like, help me trust that you can do that. Like, do, like, maintain this kind of relationship with him. Because that's one extreme to the next, going from polyamory to monogamous. And I was just like, it's not complicated. It's really not. I respect the boundaries of my current relationship. And if that's something that my current partner is not looking to explore, then it's not a question. We just won't do it. It's not hard. So he was just like, well, help me trust it because I can't see it and I never will. My you want to know what that translation was? What was it, Calvin? Help me. Beg for me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bend the knee, you harlot. <laughs> Bend the knee at the throne of the almighty, righteous, monogamous God. Like, he really was like, nigga, I, he wanted you to sell the shit to the nigga like he was a used car salesman. He was like, hey, Sam, listen, I know I came to this bitch for 2018 bands, but I need you to sell me this 2011 Ford Taurus, nigga, and make it work. <laughs> My nigga, have you met me? Does begging or groveling come across as anything my black ass is going to do? I'm not begging you for shit. I'm for damn sure not going to beg you to stay with me of all fucking things. And I've only known your ass a month, bro, and you asked me to cut my niggas off? You don't even know my favorite color, my favorite flower. You don't know what I tick like I talk. First of all, this is the first menstrual cycle we're even going through together. I haven't even decided if you made it that far. Like, if I like you after my period, bro. Like, uh, hey, and, and, and let me, hold on. Let me, let me interject for the niggas who are listening. Nigga, the first menstrual, the first menstrual cycle you, 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 you see your potential girl on is very important because she turns into an entirely different person during that time frame. And because women's bodies are like Rubik's Cubes, it could be from three days to seven days. She could have the PMS symptoms for another for four to five, six days before she actually gets a period. So basically, you're, doing, you're dealing with like almost a two-week stretch where the girl you like ain't the girl you like. And you got to understand, do I like this version of this girl too? And does this version of this girl like my black ass? Those are very important times. Continue. Because I just like, because you know what? I get extremely hormonal the first week, like the first, the couple, first couple days before my period. I'm extremely hormonal. I'm temperamental. I'm a cry, like, I'm a crybaby anyway, but then I'm an extreme crybaby. I'm extremely sensitive. Everything pisses me off. Everything gets on my nerves. You cannot get it right with me. You can't, right? And I know that. I recognize that, okay? I know myself. You just gotta kind of, you just gotta, like, throw her wine and then get out the way. Kind of like how you, like, 
You know how, remember how, like, you know, they used to feed the tigers in the zoo and they would just, like, toss the tigers raw meat in their ring? You kind of yeah, got to do that. You got you to gotta do that with your shorty. Like, whatever she likes, whatever it's like, wings, chicken, pizza, wine, flowers, fruit, just toss it that way and then run the complete opposite direction. Yeah, because anything before or after that ain't going to make it. It ain't going to make it. And the crazy thing about this is that, Calvin, just yesterday, I was just like, I just hit the stinger and I was just like, the next time I see you, I'm deep throating. <laughs> but how we go... How, How we, we go, go from deep prone to, 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 to deep prone to, to getting the fuck out of that? Well, well let's right. be honest. Because okay, he, let, said, let, he let, said something. Wait, let me finish the story. Because yeah. he said something, and I was just like, this ain't going to work. Because you're asking me to show you understanding, and then you're not giving me the opportunity to show you understanding. You're saying, hey, show me how this can work. And I said, just trust me. Like, this can work if you wanted to. It just takes this out in the third. You don't want to do this at no third. You just want to not understand and then it'd be okay. And then on top of that, you were right, Calvin. He wanted me to beg for him. I'm not begging for you. I don't, first of all, my sexuality is not performative. I can't turn this shit on and off. I can't sit here and be like, yeah, damn, that's a bad bitch. I can absolutely say in my head, like, that's a bad bitch or he's fine as fuck and not like salivate out the fucking mouth. Like, no, nah, they they told me, they told me, listen, I read on the internet, because apparently the internet's always right, that, like, if you bisexual, you apparently just want to fuck everybody that you see. So you telling me that's wrong? You telling me that's wrong? That's crazy. Nigga, what? You mean you don't want to fuck every person you look at just because you have an attraction to both men and women? That's wild. Who? That's wild. Who Damn. knew? I didn't want... Damn. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Who knew that I like I could actually keep my pussy in my pants? Who fucking knew? Listen, nigga, I, I don't. Just well, like, you have maybe, this idea maybe, that maybe there needs to be a, a memo. We need to send a memo out. You know what I'm saying? Like how, like a, like a letter, counter, a letter, a four page letter, just with like with, su- with a subject I can keep my pussy in my pants and just like send. I just I cannot I cannot. I cannot. I really got broken up with today because I'm gay. Well, niggas get like broken up with because they get gay all the time. So, like, this happens. Okay. It's just, it's just Calvin, rare that happens to women. Oh, Calvin, I, so I'm, I'm not allowed to be honest? I'm not allowed to be honest now? I thought this was a safe space. Listen, I know plenty of bisexual niggas. As soon as they got found out they were bisexual, the woman went lickety split out the door. I know that for a fact. So... Are we not being honest? Because I'll I'll start lying if you want me to. I promise I'll be good. No, it's fine. I'm just you know I, I never thought that this would be something that I would have a, like would become a problem for me. Like typically yeah. we typically fetishize bisexual women. Absolutely, fetishize bisexual women. Typically, so niggas just like, think that this yeah. is a way for them to sleep with me, and then like we move on. But like this nigga really was like, nah, bro, I'm not fucking with it. And if this is who you are, I'm out. And you know what? Kudos to me. Because old Alex from maybe a couple years ago who was looking for love and affection and like acceptance from all the wrong places would have probably begged this nigga to stay. I would have probably absolutely groveled. I would have probably absolutely been like, oh no, baby, I'm not gay anymore. We can pray the gay away. Like, I would have probably absolutely. <laughs> I like memes. I, I like memes. I, I like memes. I am delivered. <laughs> like, and the fact that, like, 
I, I'm bisexual, and he made that a big screaming deal. And it's not a big screaming deal because I'm with you. So this makes this a heterosexual relationship, meaning that my bisexuality doesn't even play a factor if I'm in a heterosexual relationship. You're making this out to be bigger than what it is. He couldn't hear that from me and totally decided to stop talking to me because of it. You know why? Because in his mind, he just had visions of you just getting your face rolled by a a, a plethora of women. and. What one of one thing I do appreciate I appreciate getting getting the fuck shit out the way early because I believe the only thing that you can't get back that's wasted is time. If you waste my money, cool. I, I'm a hustler. I can get that shit back. You waste my time. I'm just I'm just ass out. So like, okay, cool. If you if you don't fuck with me at at, at my core, if like at my core identity of who I am, cool. Let me know off top. Cool. We'll we'll move our separate ways. It's kind of like it's similar to how like a lot of these interracial partnerships. You know what I'm saying? You find that your, your your partner is secretly racist like five years down the line. Like, no, my nigga, like, no. Now that's five years I can't get back because I'm dealing with your dumb ass. Like, no, if you don't fuck with and me... And I'm actually... Let, and I'm in love with you know. at this point. Like, Yeah, if you don't like, fuck with me for who I am, let me know now. Like, get that shit out the way now. And, and also, I mean, on the that's his side... That's fucking wild. On his side, I'm glad he was honest about it now instead of trying to think he could be okay with it and then, like, silently resenting you for who you were, or if he caught you staring at a, a girl's ass, and then just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad he was like, look, I can't deal with that shit. Instead of trying to lie to himself and say that he could, and then however many months down the line, he realized he can't, and now you don't wasted the last six months of your life on some shit that you knew wasn't, you wasn't fucking with in the first month. Like, I mean, good, good on both parts. Honestly, good, good on both that, parts. Like, I found out, is it good that yeah. I found out now? Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you're absolutely right, Calvin, had I wasted a couple months, a couple more months, honestly, if I would have wasted one more month on this man, I'd be ready to fucking fight. And that's fact. Like, had I wasted another, like, more of my time with him, I'd have been ready to fucking fight. So, A, kudos to me, like, not wasting my time, but also huge kudos for me not recognizing that this no longer serves me and not being upset about it. And, like, literally just letting it go. He said that I made me literally in his text message to me, his last text to me was we may need to find a talk to other people. And I was just like, okay. If, like, I'm not arguing with nigga, you about I've that been shit. Waiting. Nigga, I've been waiting to talk to other niggas. I I've been listening. talking to niggas. I haven't stopped talking to niggas. Like, we had the exclusivity conversation because that's the tradition, excuse me. That's the dating style that you're used to and I was willing to honor it because I liked you. I don't like your ass no more. And I don't owe you shit at this point. You just decided to stop talking to me. So what do I owe you? You stop talking to me. What the fuck do I owe you? Riddle me that, Batman. Listen, listen, I'm on your side here. I'm on your side here. You feel me? Like, I ain't got no, I ain't got no bicker with, with anyone who moves out. Like, if tomorrow, if tomorrow, beloved said, you know what? I don't like niggas with glasses no more. And I'm going to go get me a skinny nigga. I'll be like, all right, cool. Bet. I'll be sorry. <laughs> that would like, never happen. We're, we're, we're speaking hypotheticals here. But it's like, okay, cool. I wish you would have told me that you only fuck with skinny niggas, you know, when I first met your ass. But, like, we here now. Cool. All right, bet. I'm going to go back to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Since you don't want to claim me no more, I'm going to go back to where I'm appreciated. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that you don't. Because like, yeah, like, shit is crazy, bro. Like, with, and I guess that's also the thing. He knew I was gay from the dough. You knew I was gay from the dough. 
That's not a surprise or a shock. You knew I was gay. Why are we sitting here pretending like you didn't know I was gay? Well, I well, I think for the gay. first, I, I think for the first month, for the first month, you know, what I'm saying like that, you, you, you kind of like just put it in the back burner and see if you can kind of deal with everything else about the person, right? You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's a potential red flag, but you know, I'm not saying that your sexuality should be a red flag, but like in his head, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand right. the mind of, of a 37 year old past divorcee, monogamous type. All right, cool. You 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 eat pussy down there. Okay, it's a potential red flag. Let me see if I can work with everything else. You feel me? And he was like, okay, bam, boom, boom. I can work with everything else. And then it was like the potential red flag pops up like a pop up blocker. It was like, yeah, nigga, I'm still, I still, I'm still, I'm still bisexual. Like, what you gonna do? And, he was but like, oh, I, and no. the crazy thing is that he hasn't even seen me interact with women like that. I've never been. He, you know that I've never been in a relationship with a woman. Now I feel like, and even if I had, even if I was fuck, out, out here fucking all the bitches. If I want to be with you, I respect whatever the boundaries are between you and I. But I, I look at it like this. I look at it like this. And I, and, I, and I think when we get to the point where we normalize sexuality enough where it's not, we don't, we don't put extra emphasis on it, I think we'll, we'll be better as a, as a, as a culture. Because it's, it's almost like when somebody wants to, to wife a reformed hoe or a reformed hot boy or a reformed slut, whatever you want to call it, a, a, a nigga who used to be out here. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, you know, I used to be out here. You know, I used to be out here doing my thing, being single. You know, what I'm saying whatever. Cool, cool, cool. You could probably like a couple of your, couple of people that you who you know probably could tell you about me. Cool. Are you okay with that? And they always like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like they don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? Like your past is your past, but they never let that go. And then and they always have these visions of, in your case, like women riding your face for whatever reason, or you know, in other cases, like like you fucking. Other people, even if it's in the past, and like we've all been there, where we've walked into a situation and been, been penalized because of our reputation. Where it's like, oh, I heard about you, like, bitch, what? What did you hear? Like, like, what did you don't... hear, bro? Like, and, and who did it come from? Like, let's consider the sources here. So it's like, so yeah, so like, I think it's similar to that aspect where you know, you 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 like me, but you don't like the fact that you like me because you hear these things about me and you have your own stereotypes, like, oh. You're bisexual, so you just out here eating all the pussy. Or oh, I heard about you. You out here fucking everything with a pulse. Like no, well, even if I was, do you trust your own game enough, nigga, to make me settle down? Do you like? Do you trust your own game? And I think the crazy part is that he likes me. He don't. He also just doesn't appreciate the fact that he was expecting me to fit inside his little box of things, and I don't. I don't fit inside your box. I don't fit inside. What you're, you like me, but also I don't check off your boxes. I don't check and that's off the boxes fine. that and you and deem and most importantly. And it's and like, I'm okay. okay with that, but you don't get to toss insults at me because we don't fit. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. We just aren't compatible at this point. You a little muzzle, okay. you a little muzzle, baby, baby. So whatever you're doing, to my bike, bad, I do it. my bad, my bad. Can y'all hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I was but like, no, you sounded like, like you was underwater, and I was like, I hope you're not drowning in your tears because you don't need to cry about this thirty-seven-year-old nigga. Um, no, he I'm probably not bald, cry about a nigga. He bald. He is absolutely bald. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and so um, you can just you can just tell you that know? just because you know how like some some people exude like like good pussy energy and big dick energy some people exude like i ain't got no hairline energy and so 
And like some people just assume like, damn, like I really ain't got no hairline no more. And plus, like you, th- he's thirty seven. Like at this point, nigga, like he if his if his hairline's shaky, he probably just already shaved that bitch off at this point. Like, but it's better uh, to rock the body. But honestly, um, at this I'm, point, I'm I look like, I look at this I, I look at this as a victory. I look at this as a victory for you. And here's why. I look at this as a victory because sometimes in battle and sometimes in strategy, sometimes in war, you need to you need to sometimes take a, a, a strategic retreat in order to get your get your shit together and move forward. OK, you you found somebody that you like, but you check off each other's important boxes. That's great to know now because old Alex, old you would have ignored the fact that you don't check off y'all important ass boxes and would have wasted three or four months of your life. And Ben had the exact same conversation you're having in month one. This is improvement. This is a step. Yeah, and I like him. It's just not worth it. I it's like not, you, but it's just it's. It's not worth it. Don't protect your peace. Protect your energy. Um, and find somebody who's gonna like, like you like, for you. And like has nothing to do with it. I li- like. What's crazy is that I could like the fuck out of you, but there's not a line that you can't cross that would not make me get the fuck on. And this is one of them now. Now. New Alex. Now. New improved Alex. New t- Alex Alex 2.0. Alex who wants to know peace. Speaking of which, we, so real quick, I ahead, told friend. you this because I think I said a match to my love life. And at this point, good riddance. But like, so me and you know what? Names aren't important. Just know that like I erased the text thread that needed to go. And like my entire friend group, like me and this young man had a conversation and we were like, bro, if we actually want to know peace, we have to and like move forward peacefully. We can't have anything that reminds us of what we were for the past year and a half. Like, no, if we're moving on completely, like delete the thread, all the nudes, the stories, the arguments, the fights, all of that shit, delete it. So I deleted the text thread. He deleted his text thread. And all that's in there right now is like, congratulations on your new shit that you got going on. Proud. Baby steps. That's Baby steps. Baby baby steps. Oh, this is a 12-step program. And you on step one and a half. Good job. Keep going, Alex. We listen, are proud of you. You listen. You know me. You know me. You know any encouragement I'm gonna give is genuine, and so therefore, you know to not to expect no bullshit, bubblegum, candy coated shit from me. Oh no! So okay. I gave it to myself. Right. I gave it to mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, because you know it ain't coming from me. You you know I'm on your ass. Like they ain't coming for me. So therefore, I mean, especially about this particular one. Like, yeah, like, but about this particular person. About this particular. About this particular person, you low-key need to find new friends to talk about this nigga. Because all your friends are tired as a collective. We took a vote. We, we, had, we, t- we, we talked about it. We are all collective tired. So we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. We want this for you. We are also tired as hell. Which, which is fair. I ain't, talking to him about, I ain't talking about him to y'all no more. And I haven't, for the most part. Good. Keep it that way. Love you. Keep it that way. Love, Love you. you too. <laughs> What's next? What's We're next? We're good. Um, 
You want to do the coronavirus update? Because yes. I ain't got it. You know I'm not doing that update. <laughs> Who you? Yeah, I, I know why. Um, so, anyways, long story short, y'all niggas are wild. <laughs> like as a, as a city, Cincinnati embarrassed the fuck out of me this weekend. Like I got secondhand right, embarrassment. Niggas are in, in LA calling me about how Cincinnati's wild. Like niggas, not niggas in Texas, niggas in niggas in everywhere but Atlanta and Florida hit me up like, "Here, what you got going on over there, cuz?" I was like, "Man, nigga, were you there?" <laughs> I was like, "Absolutely not." So, so what happened? Here's what happened: as cases continue to rise in pretty much forty out of the fifty states in the country have rising coronavirus cases. Ohio is one of them. So. We are all expecting um, Wednesday, 5.30 last week, Governor DeWine moves the regular 2.30 week meeting to 5.30 on Wednesday. So we we thinking, oh, this shit about to get shut down. You know what I'm saying? We got this rising cases. DeWine was kind of like one of the first governors to shut shit down. He shut shit down before, like, it was cool to. No, this nigga just gave us a lecture. It was kind of, he just told us how disappointed we were, with, even if he was with us, but didn't actually do shit. So, was like, so, Cincinnati took that as a challenge. And so, this last Friday, like, some, you know, a couple, couple people birthdays, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the birthday, uh, all of the July birthdays we got in our clique, Shade, uh, SB, um, Bandcamp, all the July birthdays. It was like five birthdays. Our in producer. One day, wait a minute. We have Gil. to shout out our producer. So, shout wait, out Gil. I, we're not going to gloss Gil. over that. First of all, no. there is no shoot your shot without Gil. And I hope you cuss Diddy out for his half-ass shout-out, Gil. Half-ass well, shout-out. I also gave him a whole shout-out on IG, and you didn't. So let's so we're even. We're even. Thank you. Know you. So, so you should have so shout-out to food. Jade's birthday. <laughs> shout-out to Jade's birthday. Jade's birthday is tomorrow as well. Y'all know how I feel um, about this woman. Um, I yeah. love her to absolute Reese's Pieces. Um, you know, there's not too much, like, there's so much I could say, but she wouldn't appreciate it. So just know, but, yeah, and plus, just know not, that we love it's you. Not, it's, it's not for public consumption. Just, um, it's, it's not because our friendship with Jay, through the highs, the lows, the drunken nights, the not drunken nights, the more drunken nights. Um, through just everything, through I mean, me and Jay and Bomb go back ten years. We go back to like high school. Me and her. That's when we met. And just to see the evolution of the woman that she has become, um, you know, what I'm saying is 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 breathtaking to see. I'm I'm thankful to be a part of it. I'm thankful to have a, a seat at the table to watch her glow and to watch her grow. And you know, what I'm saying we we. We 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 thought we were gonna be outside by the time your birthday came out. Clearly not going to be. So we're gonna do the best we can with what we got. And um, happy birthday when you hear this, and can't wait to see you. Um. So me and Jade's relationship started off really like interesting. We got introduced by a girl that she doesn't know. Um. And ma'am, 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 <laughs> ma'am. If you know, you know. But we were introduced. Um, to each other through a girl she doesn't know and um i honestly just divulged something extremely personal in our first account and interaction and you know what the bitch accepted me she was just like okay we here now and i just like processed this big ass thing 
out loud to her and she was just there. And throughout our entire relationship, it's been a lot of just being there for each other and showing up and being dependable and accountable. And that's all the things that she's been in and the duration of our relationship to me. Um, she mean as fuck, but her heart is huge. She an asshole. She a, like she, she is, is a asshole. Dick, bro. Jade is like, a dick. She's an asshole if she's never wrong. Even when she wrong, she never wrong. We don't tell Jade she's she's right. We never tell her. A, she already knows. And B, it's annoying. So we never tell Jade. But shout out, shout out but to We love her ass nonetheless. We love her for who Absolutely. she is. We love her for who she is. Um, big blessings, big shout outs to big shout outs to all the July birthday. We got a lot. I'm gonna forget all of them. We had Damn a hella. Here. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. Also, shout out to all the July birthdays who made fun of all the March and April birthdays because y'all thought y'all was gonna be outside by then. Shout out to y'all niggas for also still being inside. Um but I'm back weak. to the coronavirus update. You know, cause I cause I I seen all the slander the tour the tourists and the Aries birthdays got. And I you, I just want you to let you what? know as a Capricorn, I cause I I see it and I hear y'all because what y'all going through is what Capricorns go through every year. So I see it and I hear y'all and I understand where y'all coming from. Okay? What you mean? Bro, they said you, some mean you, ass shit about Aries season. Mean But you know but you know what though? The the not the not being able to go do go outside and do shit part that's Capricorns every year because we're in the middle of fucking winter, like yeah we, you I have, mm-hmm. I have to plan all, like niggas used to make fun of me for having to wear coats to my birthday dinner like all my birthday plans had to have a, a if weather you know looks out like asterisk <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like I absolutely <laughs> remember going to your birthday party two year your birthday two years ago my nigga and needing a coat. And like wearing slides, <laughs> being and mad, and, put, and being man, mad because wore, you needed the coat. I wore slides to your pregame because I was not wearing heels in the snow. I wasn't doing it. no. And niggas be and niggas mad at me like I can control the weather. I'm like, bam, like I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but anyway, so so shout out to all of that. But I guess going back, niggas niggas heard Dewine's nine man bait and took it to the challenge. So, niggas Ooh. on Sat on Friday and Saturday night, niggas was wilding. I saw videos of twelve hundred people at a pool party in Coney Island. Yep, hosted by the the, the MU compromised Boozy. Mind you, Boozy has beat cancer and he has diabetes. He is MU compromised as hell. Why is he hosting parties in Cincinnati? I would never know. But here he is. So, so my sources tell me that they told that the people who threw this event told Coney Island that it was going to be 200 people. And it was scheduled to go from 9 to 11.30 maybe. Then them niggas then turned around and sold, tw- sold 1,200 tickets oh, for a 200-person event. Now, I understand overselling a little bit because, you know, people, people don't show up. You know what I'm saying? As a, someone who's playing events, you oversell just because, like, generally people don't show up. Like, there's a, there's a, a written rule that's, like, for, especially if it's just a free RSVP, 25% of those RSVPs are actually going to show up. 
So I understand overselling, but you don't oversell a bit by a thousand people. You feel me? <laughs> In the middle of right. the pandemic. And so then, so that's the first thing. And so then Saturday, I checked Boozy's IG because again, I'm in the house. I ain't got shit else to do. I see, he's like, Cincinnati lit. So I see women out here fighting oh in the God. middle of the street in, in their bikini, just titties just out hanging, just niggas in the mix of it. Not a mask for as far as I can see, but honestly, wearing a mask to a pool party is like wearing a condom to the baby shower. Um, it's I'm kind of weak. just like. It's kind of like we're here at this point. Um, and so that was, it, that was the only thing that I saw. I'd be like, you know what? Cincinnati was wild. I saw more. So then we go to the Avenue. Mind you, the Avenue Event Center <laughs> is one of the most hood-ass spots you can go to in the city. Like, I, you couldn't pay me to go to the Avenue before the pandemic. Let alone during the pandemic. And mind you, all of this is niggas would have been this the nigga tree that I saw would have been a high level of nigga tree in a normal in a normal sense. Now in this new normal where there's a pandemic as well. So I saw niggas on a WWE shit at the avenue, like throwing chairs, hitting people steal chairs. I saw, I saw some some chick with a sledgehammer. I'm like, where the fuck did you uh, get a sledgehammer? Bro, it was wrestling. Who do you think you are? It was WrestleMania, it was SummerSlam. Like, who do you think you are? Trip, you think it was so H bad. Stage? Like, where do you get... But you and know then, what? That wasn't the only you know thing what? I Hold saw. Hold on, Calvin. I, I, Hold on. I can't get mad at Shorty with the sledgehammer for one reason only. Okay? Let that have been my nigga in there tearing shit up and fighting. Bro, I'm grabbing, the, I'm grabbing a brick, a cinder block. I'm picking up whatever the fuck is in my hand, and I'm knocking niggas' heads clean the fuck off, bro. Y'all get know the fuck out funny? off my man. You know, you know, it was funny because I saw that meme. What? And, and that's, I was like, my man getting into a fight, and there's just like maturity holding up a cinder block, like, bop. I saw that meme. Me? And then I saw all four of y'all posted in a. Uh, <laughs> no, I saw all, all four of y'all, and you, you know who the four is. I saw all four of y'all posted, <laughs> like, back to back to back to back. I was like, oh, y'all crazy as a collective. Okay. All right. Mm. I appreciate it. But y'all crazy. It's always good to have a crazy one on your side because, like, they go crazy for you and not to you. You know, pro tip. But anyway, so not only did I see Shorty in the avenue slinging a sledgehammer, then I saw a club shell. Oh, no. And I saw, yes, I saw a club shell. And according to the person recording, they are getting ready to do, and I quote, bald-headed oh shit. Oh, no. And when I tell you that in the middle of the street on the shell, downtown, Club Shell, you know, if you're from Cincinnati, you know where Club Shell is. <laughs> I saw of Liberty and Land. Nah, this one was uh, Walnut and Liberty. This one, yeah. The one like oh, right yeah, in, in the, heart of, in the yes. heart of OTR. I saw a dick sucking contest in the middle of Club Ooh. Shell. In the middle of the street, Shorty was out here sucking dick for money. And it was like, she wasn't even doing a good job. She was just, she was getting a mediocre head in the middle of the street while her friend recording it like, yes, bitch, ball head of whole shit. I'm like, that's a little deeper than ball head of whole shit, baby no, girl. You're sucking, you're sucking dick, dick in the middle of the street. Outside, in, on camera. During a pandemic. During a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. 
Do you at least know this young man? <laughs> How strong is the crack? Because it, it's crack. Oh, it's definitely it's crack. heroin. It's, it, it's heroin. It's heroin. Ooh, they are charmed. on. They are on the shenanigans. You hear me? And so uh-uh. I see all of that. I see all of that. I see privilege again. Privilege been jumping this entire quarantine. I see privilege jumping, overcrowded, over overbooked, all that shit. And I'm just like. I understand the frustration with the government because the government as a collective, as a whole, has mishandled this terribly. We can, we can spend and we've spent entire episodes pretty much talking about how badly they've mishandled this. So I understand that. Mm-mm. But niggas don't need to like also do bald headed hoe shit in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I understand wanting to get out the house. Trust me. I want, I understand it. I understand it completely. I understand it thoroughly. But, like, there's a, a smart way to do it. Like, I curved a rooftop invite because I'm like, ooh, that sounds like there's going to be too many people there. Like, because I know the, the nigga who threw it was like, oh, it's just going to be, it's going to be small. It's going to be like 15. I'm like, you're a liar. I know you're a liar because ain't, you don't know how to do shit under a certain number. And 15 ain't that number. And then I check the snaps, and I'm like, mm-hmm, see, see, it was about, more, it was double that. It was about 30. And I was like, I would have walked in that bitch, and I would have immediately been nervous, because I would have been like, damn, like, I believe I was 15, it's 30. And also, if I got caught on camera, the camera, blood would beat my ass. And I don't want that. I like to be in the land of the living. You feel me? So I had to curve that shit. Period. I understand wanting to, understand want to get outside the house. I understand that. I understand that so much. But there's got to be a middle ground between staying your ass in the house and then going to a pool party in Coney Island, and then going to Privilege, and then going to the Avenue, and then going sucking dick on camera. There's got to be a middle ground here. Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Governor DeWine needs no. to just go ahead and shut all this shit down again, because clearly niggas don't know how to act. He might just shut Cincinnati down. He might just like, you know what, Cincinnati, you was wildin'. Don't do that shit no more. Stay your ass now. He gonna lift the <laughs> like, bridge. He's <laughs> like, y'all niggas can't go <laughs> across this river until you act right. That nigga gonna lift up the bridge, watch. Mm-mm. All the all the bridges, Mm-mm. all four of them things. All four bridges just like, It's no, wild. Stay. You got anything to add, because friend? it's just like I mean, no, not really. But like, I was disappointed because it was like, you know what? I get it. I completely get the the you know, how do I say this? Not that my black ass was in anybody's motherfucking club. I was not. And the only time y'all see me out is when I'm bartending. For real, for real. Because honestly, I'd be in the motherfucking house. Now, do I go out to eat occasionally? Yes. Maybe once or twice a week, I will go grab dinner. But for the most part, my black ass has been, I have been careful. I, for the most part, I have been careful. Right? Minus like uh-huh. D.C. and Arizona. Minus <laughs> D.C. and Arizona. Minus the two trips you took to hot spots. You've been careful. Yeah. You know, minus that. But like, even when we went to Arizona, we sat in the house the entire time. Like, but you the also entire sat in the airplane. Time. And with the Walmart in the middle of a okay. Never mind. I've I've cussed you out enough, but can t- just I just okay. want I just want you to be honest to our to our listeners because you about to lie. We did. I hate when you do that. But then niggas know like I didn't drive to DC. I didn't drive to Arizona. Fuck all that. I was not doing all that. But anyway, and airplanes so, are like, petri dishes. Continue. They've always been, and that's that's the, those are facts as well. Y'all bear with me. I'm woo. My body. My, I feel like my uterus gonna fall out my asshole, y'all. So I'm like, I am trying. I am fucking trying, okay? But I might have to edit, I might have to edit that because I don't know if I can have 
that phrase just just be on. <laughs> we gonna I'm gonna have Gil. I'm gonna have Gil like just like beep that entire phrase out. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's wild. Cause that's how I feel. Prince is kicking my ass right now. That cause woo. If men had to have menstrual periods, y'all would figure out a way to drink. I mean, if men had to get pregnant, y'all would figure out a way to drink. Y'all would figure out a way so that alcohol let's, let's, into y'all system. Oh, let's be let's be real. Oh, listen, I I'm always gonna be honest, nigga. If men could get pregnant, nigga, they would sell birth control on every street corner, and it'd be flavored. Like yes. I could get ranch flavored birth control if I want to. So like I understand yes. it completely. But you know, good luck. <laughs> have fun. I'm gonna be alright. I'm gonna be over here. Like y'all have y'all have no, y'all, y'all have the y'all have the menstrual cycle. Then niggas have to deal with y'all during the menstrual cycle. You know, it evens out. No, nah, this shit. This I can't do this. Yes, you can. You you gone through worse. I I can't and also, do this. I'll put it like I this. Can't. I'll put it like this. Would you rather have those feelings or a baby? You know what? It's a toss up, baby. It's a toss up right now. Ask me that next week when I'm like, like not in, not emotional. Ask me this question next Tuesday. <laughs> hey man, rest in peace, Peso. Rest in peace, Peso, man. Maybe if Peso was still here, the things would have been different. If Peso was still here, I wouldn't want a kid. I, I wouldn't be wanting a kid. But that little nigga, and you'd also, he, he died you'd also on stay me. in the house more. You'd also stay in the house more. So rest in peace, Peso. Um, peace what, what, baby. What's next? What we got next? Yeah. Um. So niggas was wilding the coronavirus. Um. Speaking of niggas was wilding, Kanye West is fucking wilding. And so that's your king, he, nigga. That's not my king, nigga. No, no. My king is my king is hoes. Like I gave up on Kanye a while ago. But let's but okay. let's have a. a I'm gonna let you. I'm let's have let you an honest discussion. Your, your... Let's have an honest discussion. Okay. So, 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 so Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? He announced his presidential campaign, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we I think we have we discussed how like asinine that is because he's already he's already missed the deadline. Nope. Like a number of people. So Kanye West announced on Twitter he was gonna run for president, 2020 vision. And and then had like a whole thing where he's talking about like an interview where you you know it's kind of laying out some things. And I'll put it like this. A, even a crazy man can make some points. And some points kind of made, made sense. You know what I'm saying? Talking about how, like, you know, you need to listen to the people and you need to kind of, And then some other ones didn't make sense at all. I think you can find nuggets of truth in almost everyone. Um, but then a lot of people immediately realize, like, fam, you missed the deadline to be put on the ballot as an independent candidate in a lot of states that you would need to win, like Florida or like Texas. You know what I'm saying? So you missed the deadline. So you're really only doing this. For clout, and a lot of people, and we, you just established that you, you know, what I'm saying you're not tight with Trump no more, but you still, you, you know, what I'm saying you just were tight with that nigga. So it felt like to a lot of us, you're just trying to split it to black folk because a lot of maybe 18 year olds who are just now voting for the first time are going to write you in instead of voting for you know Joe Biden or anybody or anybody realistic. Um, he had Chance to replicate for him, but we're going to talk about how Chance is an op. In another episode, because Chance is the ops, and I just want y'all to see. What we I'm don't doing. have enough time to go in on Chance because he's absolutely the ops, bro. Um, but we don't have enough so, time to go in on Chance, and so and so people are people are nervous because we in 2016 we've seen people write in Harambe, Kennedy, J.R. Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like man, that at that those small in the margins ended up costing Hillary Clinton the election. So we don't want to repeat of that, right? And so we see that, and then 
you know, he so he wants to get on the South Carolina ballot. So he had the deadline was I think Monday. So he had a presidential rally in uh, in Charleston on that Sunday, where he's wearing a, a vest that says security. He has twenty twenty cut into his head. And it's just it's it's a hot mess. Like he attacks a black woman for not for wearing a mask, even though other black other people around the black woman are also wearing masks. He someone some black woman challenges him on some shit, and then he kind of like kind of is defensive. Versus when a white woman challenges on some shit, he like tugs it out. He says that like Harriet Tubman didn't actually free the slaves. He just you know let them to other other white people to own them. And it's like, and again, mm-hmm. this is the truth. In in the craziness, because a lot of like a lot of slavery still exists, but you can't speak bad on Harry Tubman. Harry Tubman risked like four like saved over four hundred people from slavery. Like it's factual, it's proven. You feel me? But and so then so that goes badly, and everyone's kind of looking at kind of like oh yeah, this nigga wildin'. And Kanye gets on Twitter, and so Kanye oh, allegedly right. has a allegedly has an album coming out this Friday. Um, it's called Donda. Predictable. And in honor, in honor of his late mother, who passed a couple, who who passed in July, ten years or so ago. So July is always rough for him, right? And just going in, he he calls out Chris Jenner and Ken, his wife. He said, you know, he he shows, and I'm not reading the tweets verbatim because he's probably deleted them at this point. But it's like he shows, he says, my, you know, North's mother. You know, what I'm saying like. Would have never, you know, what I'm saying, done play, you know, Playboy, or like, I'll make sure none of my kids ever have to do Playboy, and like, just kind of like, just going off the rails, and like, as someone who has suffered from mental health, and as someone who, as I, I, who understands bipolar disorder, like, he kind of is going through what we call a manic episode, and so for a manic episode, it's kind of like, you're just, your brain is kind of everywhere it's kind of like someone like shot up like energy drink in your brain and then the rest of your body's from <laughs> and so he just going he's going off the rails to the point where it's like it's sad for real um and Kanye has been open and honest about his bipolar disorder previously and he often says that like he doesn't like how the medicine makes him feel and it feels like he hampers his creativity so like while yes it is interesting that a lot of these tweet rants come you know close to the album but it's also possible that like he 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 stops taking the medicine in order to feel creative enough to make the albums and then that's when these episodes come in so it's like it's like a give or take and what i want to say what i want to say is we we again we don't we live in a black and white society and we don't need to there's there's things that can be true on both sides does Kanye suffer from mental health? Yes. Is Kanye also a dickhead? Yes. Do we need to be more honest and more open about black male mental health especially? Yes. Does that excuse everything Kanye West said? No. You know what I mean? So it's like, we can have, you can have it both ways here, and I think oftentimes people think you have to choose one side of the other. Does that make sense? Facts. So, because Priya, can I go? Can I go? You, you got it. Okay, I just want to make sure that I didn't interrupt you. All right, this is my problem with Kanye West. A couple different stops here, okay? Number one, Kanye West rants and mental health episodes 
are a pattern. And you're right. Because he the he says that his medication hampers his creative control. So around album rollouts, we get these we get these huge rants and tantrums, and then he'll drop the project. We hear nothing else from him. He goes back on his medication. That sounds extremely, extremely plotted. Which means that you know that with this medicine, the effects of taking medicine, this kind of psychotic medication are. Which makes this very, very, very much so planned. Kanye West gets a hype. It's a part of his rollout plan. I go on a manic See, episode in order to roll out an album. Here, that's what it comes I'm, 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 But hear me I'm out. I'm going to tell you. Hear me out. Hear me go out. Because that's borderline irresponsible, but go ahead. And that's what I'm saying. It is extremely, if, the, if what you're telling, what I'm telling me is you, true, it's extremely irresponsible. That's what I'm saying. What I'm, if, what you're tell, if what you're saying is that Kanye West decides to go off his medication every time he needs to write an album and then release that album, then we get manic episodes, that's extremely damaging to the mental health community. It's extremely damaging. Because instead put, of so, us saying, hey, so instead of us saying, hey, prayers for Kanye West, he's going through a manic episode. Because the product of this manic, because the result of his manic episode is something that he plans on profiting off of, it takes away from the severity of the actual episode. It takes away from the sincerity behind this episode. Because it's like, damn, if you're smart enough to manage your medication around your album rollout, that means that your manic episodes are plotted. They're planned. You're having a planned episode in order to push a project. So I disagree with you. But you're now profiting off. But you're now profiting off my empathy because if you're Kanye West, I'm going to check out this project. The okay, last minute episode here's that we had, the Sunday Service Choir drop. So here, it's like here's where I disagree, right? Because you're you're. I don't think you're seeing this in the right way, right? And help me. I can't. I'm I'm trying. I'm, I'm I'm gonna try, right? Like again. So as as someone, you know what I'm saying, they they tried to put me on on medication. I told them I told them no. Because I was just like like I remember when I first got my therapist, it was like, Well, you probably need to be on antidepressants. I was like, absolutely fuck that. You know what I mean? Like it was, I was like, I I know for a fact I don't want that. I know for I'll figure out another way. And so Kanye West has also been involuntarily put in mental rehab. Like so so he so in his head, and so as, as someone as speaking, and maybe maybe I see it differently because I, I I I've been there to an extent, right? You you generally a lot of people who are on their bipolar medication or on antidepressant medication say they don't like the way it makes them feel, right? They don't like the way because it feels like you're they're kind of walking through water, walking through mud. They feel sluggish. They feel off. They feel like they're having a cut. They don't feel sharp. Like a lot of people, and that's a lot of side effects to these pills. Is you're you're going to feel off, and so it's similar. So when you take them for so long, and you, and so you think that you're better, right? And so again, I don't know Kanye West personally. So I don't know. So you take them for so long, you think that you're better. Like okay, I'm good now. I'm in a good space. I'm in a good place. I, I don't need to take these things that make me feel shitty anymore because I'm better now. Like the goal always is. Um, when they when these when they prescribe these antidepressants to you, the goal is always to not take them forever. Like the goal is to always get off of them. You feel me? So right. when you so you're like, okay, I don't need to take this anymore. I'm I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I've been going through a good place. Also, I don't like the way this makes me feel. Also, my and it's different for Kanye. And I'm not again. I'm not throwing in bail on everything because like again, this nigga 
the nigga was an asshole in a dickhead before all of this. But it's also like when my job requires me to be creative as I can be, and then I'm taking something that is intentionally hampering said creativity. It's different, like if if I'm someone who I, I just go work, I go to work, I I work in an office, I, I, I handle projects. Okay, cool. I don't need to be creative. I don't need to necessarily think outside the box here. We are, we have often known that people make the best albums, like in in the darkest times, right? We've talked about how Mary J. Blige, as soon as she fell in love, her album fell off because she made her best albums heartbroken. Same way for Adele. We've talked about all, all of the musical geniuses who have had depression issues, the comedic geniuses who have had depression issues. We just, you know, we just celebrated Robin Williams' uh, birthday, and you know, he passed on suicide. So it's like we, there is a clear understanding line of like, to, in order to be so musically creative and great, or like creative genius in one area is a fine line to being crazy enough like that's just kind of because you have to think outside the box you have to think outside normal thinking patterns in order to be a really great creator and oftentimes that same way you think outside the box to be a, a great creator often leads you to like certain mental health issues in your real life so if someone is like you know what it's like he's probably like i'm, I'm doing good i'm good i'm, I'm, I'm good and many 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 gets off you know makes the album and then, and so it's, it's not it's not planned as in like he's doing this in order to get the empathy of it because I honestly don't think Kanye West cares about empathy of his people of of the people of his fans of people who care for him. I don't think Kanye West cares about that because if he did, he wouldn't have done none of half of the shit he's done in his life. You feel me? I don't think Kanye. I don't think that's a. I don't think his plan is like oh, I'm going to. I'm going to do this to get niggas to care about me so they listen to my album. I honestly think it's a side product. Like, I need to be able to create but I've always created. And, and then it goes like that. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's intentional. Like, I'm going to do this just so I can spaz out so niggas care. I don't think Kanye was giving folks about that. So, you mean to tell me that this mental health episode is a byproduct of that? of a, a byproduct of someone who feels like they need to get off the meds in order to make the best product. As someone who, again, we've, we've established that you got to be a certain type of brain in order to be a creative. You got to be a certain type of mindset in order to do music. Like, how many musicians that we know, even personally, who's a little off? You feel me? Let alone the celebrities that we've seen who are a little off. So, like, in... I mean, that, you, that, you do bring up a fair point, but what I'm saying is that, like I said, without the without the validity, uh, without the point you just made, right? And that's fair, right? Because I don't know many creatives that are sane. I don't know very many sane people, let alone sane creatives. It's almost an oxymoron. You're either creative or you have all your marbles. That's just the way it works. Hell, look at you and I for it, right? But when we're speaking specifically about mental health, right? For instance, and I think this is the part that's most frustrating to me, because everybody discusses the importance of being patient with Kanye because of his bipolar, but him and uh, Azalea Banks have the same diagnosis, and y'all are quick, we, we, myself included, are quick to shit on her. And see, We're and that's quick where, to do that. That's where I think we talk about context here, right? Because again, and maybe I'm speaking for me, and I, I don't speak for everybody. But I even see a lot of people on the timeline 
who are also like, nah, this nigga wildin'. So it's not like everyone's just giving Kanye all the benefits out here. You can have a mental illness and also be a bad person or also be a dickhead. And that's also, be also an asshole. what I'm saying. That's also I'm not arguing with you exactly on that what point. I'm saying. What I'm, that's literally my point about it. Kanye West has a mental health issue. Kanye West is also an asshole. So I'm not saying that he's not deserving of protection because I don't like his personality. I'm saying is that it feels as if his mental health episodes come very convenient. That's all I'm saying. These are all very, very, very convenient times for this man to have a mental health episode. And, and, and it I'll makes look at sense it. in the context and the context that you put it. It does make sense. But from my point of view, without that, it feels opportunistic. So with the context, it makes sense. But without the context, but that's, that's why we have context, right? It's like, look, if I know I need to be, you feel me? It's like, it's, if, every t- if every time you're stressed out, it's because you're working hard. I can't just tell you to not work as hard because you're working hard for a purpose, right? Like, it's like, it, it's like it, you bust your ass at your job. And, and me and you have had these conversations about how our job is stress us the fuck out, right? You bust your ass at right. your job. Your job got you fucked up. You got, your job got you stressed out. And you come in you, and your energy off. You know what I mean? Like, that's because, like, yes, I, I could say, yo, it's convenient every time you leave, you, you leave work, you're stressed out. Like, but it's also the nature of what I have to do. So, so the same way is like, look, when Kanye doesn't have the pressure on him to make it out, to make an album or to, to go on tour, he probably, he, he probably sounds better because he doesn't have that external pressure on him. So he probably is more relaxed versus when he's in, I got to make this album. I have to go on this tour. He has more pressure on him. And then the pressure cracks him. Does that make sense? Like, like it it's does con- make sense. But it's at convenient. The same time- it's con- I'll put it like this. It, it, it really depends on how you see him as whether it's convenient. Oh, here comes this nigga with another mental health episode. Or it's like, oh, this nigga's clearly working himself hard as hell. It makes sense for someone who has a history of mental health issues when they're working themselves hard as hell has a breakdown. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not trying to be attacking you, but it seems like, you know what I mean? Like, we're saying the same things, but we see it in two totally different things. I'm not... I, I get it. I, I Trust me, I get it. And my criticism of Kanye will never, ever, ever include his mental health. I want to make that clear. He's not getting the, he's not getting the criticism that he's getting from me because I feel like, his, like because of his mental health issues. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Protect his mental health. Give him the same, give him time and grace and patience the same way that we would with a regular schmegular human being when it comes to their, you know, mental health issues. Excuse me, their mental health issues. What I'm saying is that don't, he can have a mental health issue and also be talking extremely reckless. And also the other part about Kanye West fans that, and it's not even Kanye West that gets on my fucking nerves. It's his goddamn fans. Which is typical for me. The artist himself gets on my nerves, but it's their fans that do it every time. And let me tell you why. Because you can say, well, this is what Kanye West was trying to say. No. Kanye West became a multimillionaire, billionaire status from his usage of words as a rapper. Okay? You cannot tell me that this man does not understand words. He's a rapper and has made himself a very successful career because he's a rapper. When he says some dumbass shit, he said that shit with his fucking chest, okay? Stop trying to tell me this is what he meant to say. No, this is what he said. 
This is what he said. Because if I say some dumb ass shit, y'all are not going to shoot me bail on it. Y'all going to rightfully light my ass up. As I should. You're accountable for what comes out of your mouth. And if every time you open your mouth, somebody has to come up, come come give me the cliff note version of what you said or explanation as to what you said in order for me to get it. It's too much. And it's full of shit to me. You said what you said. It came out of your mouth. And well, I'm taking look, it at well, face value. I look at it like this, right? And I'm, again, we're not as far apart as we may seem, right? I understand, a, a, like, I'm not defending everything he kind of said, right? I'm not, I'm not caping for him in that way. But I also understand that, like, sometimes, <laughs> like, that's, why do you think we tell niggas that shutting the fuck up is still free? Because sometimes, especially in situations that you may not be as well versed in, what you want to say and what you end up saying are two different things, right? And which is cool. Well, but that's let me finish. Let me, let, let, let me multiple let me, times. Let me finish. Let me finish. And I would prefer that Kanye West just shut the fuck up. Like, let me. I would prefer that, right? I also. But I also understand that, like, maybe it's me. And, like, if you say some, if you say some off the wall shit to me, or not, if it's not necessarily directed to me, but you say some, like, shit off the wall, I generally give you a chance to explain yourself first. I'm like, like, or, like, at least, at least ask a question to make sure I understood it in the right manner. This is, this is the entire podcast me and you have. One of us says some shit. We're like, "Hold on, what you mean by that?" You feel me? Like we've all we've both been having to, to been had we've had to explain ourselves. Now because we're not Kanye, we have to explain ourselves and instead of have someone else who is paid to advocate for us. That's the difference. That's the celebrity difference, and that's privilege. But yeah, there's been some times where I'm like, I've said some shit, and people's like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what you mean by that?" And I'm like, "I meant X, Y, and Z." And they're like, "Oh, okay," because that first thing you said was wild, but I needed you to add context to it. So like. Again, I'm not cosigning everything Kanye says out of his mouth. You feel me? Like I, everything, you know what I'm saying? I'm not cosigning it, but I also understand as someone who's who sometimes that first initial statement because you're 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 going on the fly may not come out the way you intended, and then you're like, "Fuck, here's what it actually meant." And then, cause I've had that issue, um, even back when we was talking about J. Cole and No Name, like people, people was in my mentions all night over over some shit they thought I said. You feel me? And I'm like, no, I, I was like, I never said that. Like you took that. Where, like I never said that. I said this. But you know what I'm saying? So like, I understand having to like have an argument about what you said again. But I also understand that like some of what Kanye has said has been absolutely off the wall, and there's no way that you can walk that back. And and so that's why like I'm not shooting Kanye bail. I understand him on certain points. Like I'm not shooting him bail on everything. I, I'm not even shooting him bail on a lot of shit. But I understand certain points of like trying to say something and then it it doesn't come out the way you intended, or like you know what I'm saying like you're speaking off the fly. You're kind of speaking off the cuff and you're like it doesn't really. You had it the way you wanted to say it, but it didn't come out the way. And then you gotta like re say it in a different way. I understand that. And that's that's the thing. Like every things can be both here. Like Kanye West can both be reckless in what he says and also misunderstood. He can both have a mental health issue and also be an asshole. Like he can be, you know what I'm saying? Like 
he can be still he can still not really understood and grieved over his mother's death and also be a dickhead and really abusive to women. Like I, like all of those things can but, be okay, both. You know, Calvin, and you're right. All of those things about Kanye West can also be true. There's also something to be said about the fact of how long, like you just sat here for the past five to ten minutes, giving me all the reasons as to why Kanye or Kanye West is deserving of more patience from me, right? However, and I'm not, this is not about you specifically. This is a, a literal statement criticizing us as a whole. We don't give the same grace to saying Azalea Banks, who has the same condition. You we don't give why? the same grace. Contact, Calvin, why? I understand. Well, we know why, but go ahead. So we also, so again, with context, but also how you were introduced to us, right? And so, generally, put it like this. Someone you've been rocking with for years, right? Like, Jay, for example. A, mis- a miscommunication between you and Jay, you're more likely to listen to her. And, like, you're more likely to, like, hear her out than some new person you just met last month. Am I wrong? Because you, you and Jay have that context, that history together, to be like, okay, I may have, we, we got some crosshairs of miscommunication. Am I wrong? That's fair. You understand. Kanye was introduced to us in 2004. And like until the, like the first eight, nine, ten years of his career, of his public life, he was introduced as a certain way. If I mean, and so for a lot of people, again, I'm not even saying this is right. I'm explaining why. I'm not saying that it's right. A lot of people still hold on, still had to that Kanye that they saw before, you know what I'm saying, like, like 24. You know, 2013, 2014. You know what I'm saying? They had that Kanye for 10 years, and then they're dealing with this Kanye. So they have 10 years of context of another person that they like better. That's that's influencing how they see the Kanye the last few years versus Azalea Banks, who was presented to us that way. Does that make sense? So it's like it's it's, it's about it's a it's an impression thing. So like Azalea Banks had that one album, that Fire album with the 212, and then like started talking crazy. While she had that album out, so it's like the context here. So, so it's, and I hate using the word context so much, but it's like Kanye had 10, 10, 11 years before he went off the deep end. So, a lot of people are still holding on to that 10, 11 years. Azalea Banks was introduced to us off the deep end, so that's why people, so they don't have that similar hold, you know, that similar context, a similar past, a similar, oh, I've been known this person for however many years, let me hear her out more. Does that make sense? And I get it. Like I said, we're just at the same time, we're still not graceful when it comes to protecting black women. We're not. (laughs) Like, for instance, Kanye West is being, but like, for instance, like, and call me what you want, but Kanye West, Kanye West, Kanye West was met with hella understanding. Now, don't get me wrong, T.L. was definitely split, but like, seeing him getting met with majority understanding and concern and people care and like pray for prayers for Kanye and patience. That's what I'm looking for. Kanye West was met with patience. Megan the Stallion was met with me. Oh, and we watched her be physically hurt. <laughs> okay. Now we've got to argue. And here's, and here's why. Cause like, I hate, but go ahead. Calvin. Not cause I hate, false but you know what? Twitter's false, not a safe place. I hate so, false narratives, right? I hate false narratives. How is that a false narrative, uh, let, bro? Let me, let me, how, how is that a false Let me break it down. Let, let me honestly break this down. Because we see what we want to see. 
a lot of times, right? Like if you already have a predisposition notion of what you think the shit is, you'll take whatever evidence to support your point. So, the and again, we have two different timelines. It's cool. The timeline I saw, the same niggas who was joking about Kanye was joking about Meg. The same niggas who was praying about Kanye was praying about Meg. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really a switch up. It was like, okay, you're going to get these jokes either way. Secondly, so like, again, your, your TL is your experience. I'm not saying that what you saw is invalid. What I'm saying is what I saw is something different. And so, therefore, we can't take either side as, tr- as the 100% factual truth because we saw do different things. I saw the niggas who, got, who, were, who had jokes, had jokes for everybody. I saw the niggas who were praying for Kanye were also praying for Megastein. So, like, that, that's why I'm like, we can't, you know what I'm saying? And secondly, Twitter is not a safe space. And I, and I, and I, under, and I wish... And it sucks that it takes something like this for someone who has been mostly beloved as, as Megan Thee Stallion to understand. Twitter is not a safe space. And you cannot extrapolate real life off of Twitter. Like, A, Twitter has made jokes about niggas who have actually been shot. When Young Dolph got shot, jokes. When Young Dolph got shot again, jokes. Like, when anything bad happens on Twitter, you're gonna find niggas who have jokes. When Twenty One Savage got deported, jokes. When 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 niggas get their chain snatched, jokes. Like everything is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Twitter is not a safe space for anybody here. And so I don't want I don't want people to use. We have to stop using Twitter as a microcosm for everybody. It's like it's a very it's a very niche market. Like as someone in. As someone who survived, like, Mega survived, God bless it, Mega survived, I'm thankful. And, you know what I'm saying, like, when Tori got arrested, before we knew Mega Stein was involved as the, as a victim, when Tori got arrested, everybody had jokes about how, me, us included, everybody had jokes about how small he was. Twitter is not a safe space. And so I wish, I want people to understand that, like, if you, it's okay to turn off your phone. If you're in a, an emotional place you're, you're hurt physically and mentally as Megan Stallion was because like like it was a wake up call for her like you know what I'm saying Megan Stallion has always she even tweeted about being traumatized and how the jokes and the memes made her feel Calvin the, but it's like she was able to speak on it for herself and let us know that that shit hurt her feelings and, the, and she's so allowed at what point she, do we draw the line and she's allowed she's allowed her feelings I'm not invalidating Megan Stallion's feelings she's allowed to have her feelings but also you have to understand that if you know what Twitter is at this point, Twitter's always been what it is. Like everybody, the jokes are rated E for everybody. Twitter's always been what it is. So if you're not in that mental space, it's okay to it's okay to just turn off your apps right and just be around the people that you know love you. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like no. So she's allowed to feel how to, how she feels. Also, everyone's also allowed to feel how they they feel too. Listen, it's a tra- yeah. Megan Stein has every right to be traumatized. It's a traumatizing thing. But also, Young Dolph was traumatized when he got shot up. Everybody had jokes for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like we if 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 we're going to start just shutting, you know, black trauma isn't funny. But also, black trauma isn't funny, right? We 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 have this talk kind of quarterly. Black trauma isn't funny. It shouldn't be as profitable as it is. 
right? It shouldn't be. And everyone agrees upon it. But also, niggas have made jokes about everything. And yes, and this is kind of the first time you have been the butt of those jokes. And while it's coming from a traumatic place, because you know what I'm saying, you went through a traumatic situation, this is your first time. Like, Meg has had like a universally loved rating since she came out. So I understand why this hurts her. I understand why this hurts her. But I, but I also don't think it's... I don't, the issue here is how Twitter and Black Twitter like processes bad news versus anything else, to me. Like, if we gonna stop joking, we should just stop joking about everything Black trauma related. And we know that's not gonna happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, maybe I'm a realist. Maybe I'm just a realist. I understand, like, it sucks, but it's not gonna change. So, it, I would just put my, I just, you know what I'm saying, not look at my phone versus being mad that something I know is not gonna change. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, but also that's bullshit. And that's just me being real. That's some bullshit because she also still deserves to be protected. And if and she also still deserves to be greeted with sensitivity. Like, and I get it. Twitter's not a safe place. Yada, yada, yada. The jokes are the jokes. But at some point we have to decide what isn't just, what isn't is not funny. And we literally saw videos of Megan bleeding on the concrete and being mishandled by, by the police. We watched that. What's funny about that? The same, What's funny the about same that? thing that's funny about Young Dolph getting At shot. Point, him, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, if nothing, I'm not I arguing didn't make with jokes you. I about that shit either. If, I didn't think it was cool because that's had he had. died. That's what had we had. Died. And that's and what let we me make, And let me also make this clear. Let me also, real quick, let me also make this clear, though. Because as critical as I am of Kanye West, I'm only critical, and I say this a thousand times, a thousand different ways. I'm critical of the things I'm invested in. I was a huge Kanye West fan. My criticisms come from wanting to still be that fan and also being extremely disappointed in where we are with him. Those two absolutely coexist right now for me. And I'm, like I said, disappointed in where we are with Kanye West. Disappointed in the talent that is him. Bro, it took me months, months, excuse me, to listen to the Sunday Service Choir album because of where I stand with Kanye West. And it was a beautiful project. Beautiful. It's actually, I listen to that album at least once or twice a week now. It was beautiful. So it's one of those things where I struggle with separating the art from the artist because I can't. Especially when you're making and saying things with the platform that you have, you're mismanaging it and being irresponsible about it while also battling and trying to manage a mental illness. I understand the gravity. And let me also make sure that I say this on wax so y'all hear it from me. The last thing that I want to hear or see is an RIP Kanye West headline or Kanye West dies of suicide. I, that's the, I would be crushed, bro. That's the last fucking thing that I want to see. But also, me wanting you to be better is not escaping you from being accountable for the fuck shit that you're putting out here and how harmful that bullshit actually is. It's harmful bullshit. Mental health rant or not. You know how damaging it is for Kanye West to say that he's running for president. And then for people to go out and mishandle this and be irresponsible about it because we saw what happened in 2016. It's irresponsible. Whatever the root cause is of, we can debate about all fucking day. How he's using his, his platform and how he's managing it for the past four years has been irresponsible, bro. 
So if we truly care about Kanye West's mental health, truly care about what he wants, like truly, truly care about wanting him to be, get and be better, you have to treat him like we do all the other trolls and ignore him. Because it's attention and attention isn't an, is enabling him. And it's not okay, especially if this is somebody that we truly revere, admire, and respect. Wanting them to be better is also doing what's best for them in spite of yourself. So for me, yeah, it's removing fandom. It's removing attention. It's wanting you to be better outside of public gaze and views. The second portion of the, my Kanye West rant, and I promise you I, I'm over it and I'm going to be ready to move on, is Kanye West's behavior, he's a grown-ass man. He is not a product of the Kardashian Jenners, okay? Now, is there something to be said about the, those women and the things that, that the, the way that people leave them? Absolutely. But Kanye West is a grown-ass man with a grown-ass disability that he's now, that he's known about, a diagnosis that needs to be managed by his grown-ass self. He is a multimillionaire with the money, power, and resources to be better, okay? Especially because you know you have the wherewithal to go to a doctor. You have the wherewithal to go take medication. So you know exactly what it takes in order to be, the better, to be a better man. Not just for us as consumers, because fuck that. Consumerism is going to kill Kanye West. But as a, he's a father of three and a husband. Better. He needs better. And if we were true fans of him, truly respected him as a man, as, as everybody wants to defend then the consumerism that we have of him as an artist has to end because it's hurting him and we're seeing it. You, we just had a whole debate about him going off of his meds in order to be a creator in order to create for who his fans. That's unhealthy. We're feeding him. We're enabling the behavior, Calvin. And that's why I'm so like, this is not okay. Any explanation of this shit is not going to justify this shit at all. It's not okay. My fandom of this man is going to kill him. That's not okay. You said you, gotta you draw said the line. you said you were done, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reply because I don't want to belabor the point. I just you notice I need, I ain't, yeah. I ain't bring up Kim once. You notice that, right? Because I don't believe it's Kim's fault. I know, but I but I, I don't. It's not Kim's fault. This is not Kim's fault. Kanye West has been on this mental health spiral for a while. The who the Kardashian Jenners are does not help the situation. I can't imagine that Kim is helping the situation, especially because if she was, then Kanye West wouldn't have attacked the mother of his kids the way he did. Because that was an attack, bro. Is that truly how you felt about the mother, your the mother of your children, and your wife and your mother-in-law? Then your actions would reflect differently, and they don't because he's not going nowhere. So let's call the spade the spade. It was disrespectful. Listen. So, anywho, moving on. We can move on. Go ahead, whatever. We can move on. Go ahead. Your good sis Ruby Rose has capitalized off the fact that you niggas cannot just not be horny. Sis raked in $100,000 in, what was it, two days? About, yeah, about like th- two days. three, 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 four days. And about, you know, a couple of days off of her. Uh, well, okay, so Ruby Rose has a, excuse me, excuse me, the wings catching up with your girl. But 
Ruby Rose has a um, has an OnlyFans. As many of the younger, as many, excuse me, just like many of the young girls are doing these days. The girlies are creating OnlyFans. Okay, what we've done during quarantine is become plant parents and started selling ass. Okay, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. I'm at just. It. I have a question. So Ruby, I'm just. What's the question, Calvin? I'm just trying to figure out exactly how many people have OnlyFans. If every woman I see with an OnlyFans is in like the top five percent of creators, because the math ain't mathing in my head, um, because I just want to know how many. I, I wish I could see how many people actually have an OnlyFans account, because that's how the math would make sense. Because I'm like, I'm seeing like thousands of y'all motherfuckers all say I'm in the top five, I'm in the top three. I'm like, mathematically, that's just not true so like how many of y'all are making these accounts for like so many of y'all to be in the top five like i just that's all i had i'm not throwing shade and no one wants to make the only fans account listen i am part of the only only fans management production and marketing team so i'm not throwing shade on no one who wants to make an only fans account I, I just had that question i just had a question i just had a question i just wanted to know how many people are making only fans so that everyone could be in the top five percent of creators that's all that's all i want to know Anyway, Calvin. Now niggas can't can't ask questions. Bullshit. No, I ain't say you could listen. You could do everything underneath God's green uh, on God's green earth that play with me. That's absolutely okay. You do what you want to do. But let me make the problem with Ruby Rose's content. Right, is that niggas are saying that she is scam job because the same pictures that she posts on her Instagram, she also posts on her own fans and. You niggas paid, I want to say $24.99 for her subscription. OnlyFans takes a cut of $5, so she made $19 a subscription. Only for y'all to be able to go to her Instagram and subscribe for free. I can't be mad at the good sis. Because you niggas did not have to give her your coin. And y'all did willfully so, give her your coin. So, I've always said, I've always said that, like, OnlyFans need some sort of, like, free trial. Right, because what? Because again, wait, but wait, OnlyFans um, subscriptions work. And shout out to shout out to the friends I know. I ain't gonna put their names out there and their business out there. Who who are OnlyFans creators? You know what I'm saying? We know some of our good our good sisters and some of you know some some of our good people who out here are getting that bag. I'm not throwing shade, but when you go to anyone's OnlyFans, they don't show you shit. Until you until you no. put that put that bread in, they don't show you a goddamn thing. So you really don't know what you're buying until you already bought it. You feel me? And so I've always. But also, given the nature of OnlyFans, given the nature of OnlyFans, I kind of agree with the fact of like not having a free trial. I don't because I, I don't you are feel... seeing essentially you're seeing my naked ass free. I don't, and that's not what I signed up for as a content creator. I don't think so. I put it like this: I, it doesn't have to be a long on like free trial. Yes, you know, a day, maybe, maybe a day to three days, right? So just because, because again, because of the way the payment structure is, it's like once you in, you you know what I'm saying, you in already, and so it's like, and because of that, they, there's there people who subscribe to Mad OnlyFans and review them for other niggas who are interested in buying. Like you know what I'm saying, like it's kind, it kind of works similar to how the mixtape game worked back in the late 2000s. It was like, hey, bro. <laughs> Like, have you heard of this fire? Like, you heard, like you heard of this new, this new Wayne? You heard of this new um, so and so? 
Like, hey, this shit fire, you might want to get hit. So that way you can know what tracks to risk your computer <laughs> downloading and potentially getting the virus for. They do the same with OnlyFans. There's, niggas, Only. there's, there's, I'm, there's a whole pages and whole of like niggas reviewing short people's OnlyFans and, and giving like, hey, you get good bed for your buck or hey, she don't really do shit. So that's, that's the culture that has spawned from this. Again, I ain't mad at no one making their money. I'm not mad at no one making their money. I ain't mad at Ruby Rose out here making money from this. I'm not. Um, again, my 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 issue is always with the niggas. It's never with the women as far as when it comes to this. I always believe a nigga the fucking the game up. Because, again, I'm not mad. For me, it's like music, right? Back when, back when um, pirating was still very much popular. It was like, you can, I can get this music for free off the bootleg, or I can pay the $10 for an album. Financially, for me, it was like, well, why would I get it for free if I can? You feel me? And so, for me, that's kind of how I view OnlyFans. Like, I'm not mad at anyone who chooses to pay. I just know, for me, if I wanted to see some, you know what I'm saying, some titties, I know there's free ways I can do it. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, that's, where, that's my stance on it, right? It's like, but once, if I just want to see some titties, there's still free ways to see titties. You feel me? And so, but yeah, I'm not mad at Shorty for, you know what I'm saying, like, finessing niggas. Like, she literally, and she, what she did was, she would take a picture that she already posted on Instagram, would put the rose or some emoji over it, where you, so you just think she knew, and but she's like, swipe up, see more. You go in there, you gotta pay in order to kind of see anything. You pay it, Cause you know what I'm saying, and then you see that's the same shit. So it's so it's like it's like a trap. You ever play Yu-Gi-Oh? I know you probably haven't, but you ever you ever you know about Yu-Gi-Oh? I have not. So in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's a, there's, no. there's a card called the trap card, where basically you lay the face down while you play other cards, and it's like it's like it's like Pokemon kind of sort of shit. And then if someone attacks you, you can hit them with the trap card, like gotcha, bitch, and it's like you would end, it would end up fucking up the person who attacked you. This is the same shit here. Like, look, you horny as hell, so cool. I'm gonna put this trap card of like this thirst trap with the rose. You gonna go ahead and pay your twenty dollars, twenty twenty some dollars. I'm at you with the gotcha bitch, and now you just you just cash me out because you can't you can't cancel the payment. You can't like you can't call your 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 credit card company up and be like, you're. I need you to go ahead and uh, block this only. You can't do that. So so I ain't mad at it. I'm just mad at a niggas fucking the game up. I'm always mad at niggas fucking the game up. That's all. I mean, you can't get mad at Shorty. Y'all didn't have to buy it, and she didn't tell you what kind of content would be on there. She doesn't owe y'all horny ass nigga shit, it, and I'm glad it, that my, she worked my off, good she, sis she worked off is assumptions. Her she worked off assumptions because it's, it's assumed, right? And it, 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 you know how you do when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. It's assumed that if you're making an OnlyFans, like, niggas, you're going to see at least some titty. You know what I mean? Like, that's, a, that's the assumption. Erica Men is on it. And you know what I'm saying? You assume that you're going to see some nudity, but that's never. It's not, but OnlyFans is actually created. As like a Patreon, you feel me? Where it was like just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't created as a pornographic site. It was created as like a site for you for people who if, if they wanted to support who, their, the creators in whatever way, you could subscribe and get like alerts and get like certain shit. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't designed as a porn site. It just became pretty much a porn site. Like there's still some niggas who are on OnlyFans who don't who who um. Who don't do porn, but it was designed as a Patreon. So like, right again, I'm just mad. I'm always mad at niggas fucking the game up for everybody else. I'm mad. I'm always mad at the niggas who are hyping up the basic bitches 
And now, and now they got, you know what I'm saying? We got a super high inflated, like, set of, like, worth. And I'm like, no, you're not really like that. You just dealt with ugly niggas who were hyping you up. You feel me? That's all. I'm just mad. At, I'm just mad. I'm always mad at niggas fucking up the game. I'm not mad at nobody getting their money. I mean, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. And I agree with you. Shorty, horny niggas going horny. On to our last topic, Calvin. So, in a versus battle with DMX versus Snoop, who you got? So, so by the time you hear this episode, this battle will already take place because it takes place tomorrow. And so you're going to be able to tell whether okay. I, you're going to be you're going to be able to tell whether I am right or wrong. But I got Snoop. I got Snoop, and, and I'm really mad because I feel like DMX deserves a battle where he can win. But y'all said they setting up DMX to die. And here's why. DMX first two albums they are DMX first two albums are, are fire you know what I'm saying hot like peak DMX he released them in, like back to back same year like I, you everyone's seen that video where DMX looks like he's performing to the entire world in a concert but when but let's let's discuss Snoop you have Snoop who first who Snoop started off with early to mid 90s death row so we're talking Dr. Dre Tupac Suge Knight Doggy style. So, so he started off with early to mid 90s death row at the peak of their powers. And then he went to late 90s No Limit. Again, Master P, C Murder, fucked him other niggas. And so then he went, then he went to early 2000s Pharrell and the Neptune. So, like, and then he, and then. <laughs> He even has stuff in like the mid two thousands that he could play. Like we like when sexual eruption comes on, that's a point for Snoop most likely. Unless unless DMS got to pull out a big joker, DMS got to pull out a big joker to beat to beat that. And so you have Snoop. Go- My nigga said he gonna play what these bitches want from from a nigga three times and be out. <laughs> <laughs> and then a prayer. You feel me? But it's like, but so Snoop has just been his career so long. He has more longevity. And I'll put it like this. I don't know what beats Gin and Juice that DMX has. I don't know what beats Fuck the Mother Niggas that Snoop does. That, that. If there's a, there's a couple songs that Snoop has, I don't know what DMX has. But, but every song DMX has, I can play it against Gin and Juice and Fuck the Mother Niggas, and I think I pick Snoop's records. So that's why I have Snoop one. Okay, so let me be fair. And this is, let me ask a question. Let me, let me just ask a question. Can DMX play You With Me by Drake since he sampled on it? No. He, <laughs> no. He would play What These Bitches Want From A Nigga. Because that's a, that's a, that's a Yeah, but we've already played that. We've already, he can't, so we've already played that. He can't that. play that. He, 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 he can play <laughs> He could play back in one piece by with Aaliyah. Oh, that's a banger. That would be a point. You know what I'm saying? Like depending upon what Snoop pulls. I'll put it like that, and that's my point. So like we can But then you know what? Cause Snoop has a couple different bags he can jump into. He can jump into his pop bag. Yeah, he can jump into that's what I'm saying. Like his, his street his Pharrell bag. His street street like, bag. Like that's what I'm saying. He like, can jump into his Pharrell bag. Snoop has like a, a, a longevity that can't be matched for real. Now, really, it all comes down to who's going to play the better records. Because truth be told, 
I had Fab beating Jada's ass in Versus. But Fab didn't play the right record. And so Jada mopped the floor with that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I had, listen, I thought Ludacris and Nelly was going to be closer than what it was, but, like, Luda played the right records, Nelly didn't. And so it's, it's about who plays the right records. But if both of them played the, the right records, I think Snoop wins. Because there's certain things, there's certain records Snoop has, but I'm like, I don't know what Doc, I don't know what DMX puts up against that. And then everything DMX has, I'm like, well, if Snoop plays this, he wins. So, and plus, again, Snoop, any nigga who's been, who, who's been in that, the peak of Death Row, the peak of No Limit, and the, and the peak of Pharrell and the Neptunes at the, in the same career is going to be hard to beat. It's, it's a lot, friends. They setting up my man DMS for failure, and I don't appreciate that because DMS deserves better. So what we gonna do, friend? I got Snoop. I got Snoop. I got Snoop. Um, it's gonna be close. DMS ain't gonna get washed, but I got Snoop probably like twelve eight out of twenty songs. So I think Snoop gonna have a better song than twelve of them. Okay, bet I'm here for it. I think Snoop, to be honest, to be honest, and I don't think it's going to be as close as niggas think it is. Like, it's going to be Snoop, and it's not going to be close. The only thing I will say, B- BMX, the battles tomorrow, the battles so we'll tomorrow. See, right? BMX has some features. Cause like, Rough Rider, Anthem, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop, pop, shut them up. Like, BMX has, like, some features right. that, like, will surprise niggas. But also, I, I just, at the end of the day, like, I feel like BMX has a little joker. And, and Snoop Dogg has a big joker. And that little joker can be everything else, but if that big joker comes the fuck out, you saw it yourself. That's what I think. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. But you know what, friend? Do you have a positive note you want to wrap us up on? So, yeah, 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 yeah. We've had a really negative episode today, haven't we? Um, We did. Uh, hug on your loved ones. Love on your love on your loved ones. Um, I think this has shown everybody that you can't take anything for granted. So, so appreciate where you are now. Appreciate who you are around now. And if you have that idea that you've been holding off on, start it. Go for it. Because tomorrow isn't promised. Um. So yeah, just tomorrow isn't promised. Take every day. Enjoy every day. And um, keep pushing forward. That's my positive note. Um, my positive note is if you think about them more than once, reach out. You never know who needs to hear from you. And I have, I'm a firm believer that if God places them on your heart, it's because they need to hear from you. Not from your associates, not from people y'all link to you. They need to hear from you. And you need to make a point to reach out and let them know that you're loved and like you love them and you appreciate them. And that you're here for them. You really truly never know when it's the last time you're gonna love, be able to physically love on somebody. So love yours. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy C Diddy. We are out. Peace. Peace. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm going stop my spot. You call the